We are joined on the line by Molana Ibrahim Abam. Molana, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and uh, assalamu alaikum to all the listeners. Jazakumullah khair and ma'af for joining us uh, on the program uh, this morning. Always lovely to have Molana on the airwaves of Radio Islam International. Uh, are you keeping Molana? Alhamdulillah, Allah has been very, very kind and we make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us afiyat and uh, Allah ta'ala continues his kindness and his compassion and his favors upon us. And that is only due to the favors of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more than any doing on our side. Ma, the topic that uh, we are discussing uh, this week, um, last week we spoke about um, you are what you eat, and we spoke about the impact that the food that uh, we eat or consume, uh, the impact that it has on our, on our well-being, on our health, and our spirituality as well. This week we continue with this discussion as well as uh, the next chapter, which is uh, good health uh, leads to happiness. Yes, I think Ma'ad, uh, this, this, both of them are, there no doubt whatsoever they are, uh, very uh, synonymous. They are very similar to one another. And we will try and do both of these uh, chapters t- today. Uh, and inshallah, we'll be able to conclude it today. One is, uh, you are what you eat, and good health leads to happiness. I think one of the things that I think I would like to start off with is the, the importance of good health and the importance of looking after our health in Islam. Uh, somehow or the other, uh, it, it's, you know, it reminds me of something that Mufti Taqi Usmani one day wrote, that uh, there was a, 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 a non-Muslim uh, from the British who became a Muslim in the time of uh, pre-partition India. So when he became a Muslim, he, he found that the local masjid was a little bit dirty, so he said that, uh, uh, please let us go and clean the masjid. So he made some arrangements to get people and cleaning material to clean the masjid. So one person from the congregation remarked and said that um, he became a Muslim, but his former habits of uh, being an Englishman hasn't gone away from him. Uh, Mufti Taqislav has written this with regard to, as if cleanliness is something that comes from the West, whereas we were the ones who taught the West cleanliness. Uh, in a similar manner, when we today talk about, like, you know, health, it is like something that, no, yeah, it's not for us. This is for someone else. This is for those people who come from uh, modern background or come from, uh, you know, contemporary settings. Uh, and we who are traditional, who are desi, uh, we don't keep in mind with regard to these type of things. I mean, that's completely uh, wrong because Nabi Karim Sallallahu had said so much with regard to looking after your health. For example, the very famous hadith, Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had said, Ikhtanim khamsan qabla khamsin. Value five things before five, your youth before your old age. And one of them was sihatika, was sihataka qabla saqamik. Your health before sickness. When Allah has given you a health, then look after that health before sickness overtakes you. And then Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, um, your youth before old age, your wealth before poverty, your free time before you are preoccupied and your life before death. And just to show you what a great ni'mat health is, Nabi Karim Sallallahu had said, Man asbaha minkum aminan fi sirbihi, mu'afan fi jasadihi, indahu qutu yawmihi, whoever begins the day, feeling secure with regard to his family, and in good health, 
and possessing, possessing food and provision for the day. It is as he has the treasures and he possesses the entire world. Subhanallah. For anyone who's got health and he has got safety and security to a certain degree and he's got uh, food for the day. Allah the Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said it is as if he's got the entire world and the entire ni'mats of this world. So the bounty of good health is many, many, uh, you know, is among the three great bounties mentioned in this hadith. So uh, when we talk about uh, good health, uh, that in itself, what is good health is something that uh, uh, we need to maybe just very quickly define. But that will, should serve as an introduction to today's uh, program. We will try and make mention with regard to specific uh, issues with regard to health. And we are asking the listeners, how do you find you looking after your health? And what are the tips that you have got with regard to looking after health? Uh, and maybe you could like to share it. Uh, and for example, uh, maybe an example that how you looked after health and how it had benefited you and maybe even the other way around. That maybe you did not look after health and how did you manage with that particular aspect? Yeah, so let us know, um, 072-786-1548, uh, that is uh, our WhatsApp number. Uh, the lines are also open. Uh, you could give us a call on 011-854-1548. We're speaking about uh, good health. Uh, how have you maintained your health? Perhaps there was a habit that you picked up um, and you started doing it and you saw this uh, improved your health, this improved your fitness, it led to a more happier life. Uh, let us know. Or maybe it's something uh, bad that you picked up and how that has impacted uh, your health as well uh, or your happiness uh, or together with that. So let us know. Uh, we always love to hear from you on this program. I can continue. Yes, well, one of the things is that uh, health is a great blessing of Almighty Allah subhanahu Allah has given us every faculty that he has given us comes from Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah in the Holy Quran says, Allah took you from the wombs of your mother. You knew nothing. Allah that time you didn't know anything. Allah gave you the faculty of hearing. Allah gave you the faculty of seeing. Allah gave you the faculty of understanding and thought. For you to be grateful to Almighty Allah. Part of being grateful for the favors Allah has given you is to look after the favors of Allah. You know, when we, when we show this regard to the favors of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah ta'ala takes it away. If you are grateful to Allah for the favors He has granted you, Allah will give you more. Uh, Allah ta'ala has made mention with regard to it. Allah ta'ala will not take away favors from you as long as you are uh, valuing that particular favor. So, what does Allah tell again by punishing you and part of the punishment the ulama have written is to take away the favor uh, with regard to the favor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted you. So, it's an important point that we, we need to keep in mind that health is a ni'mat of Allah ta'ala, is a favor of Allah ta'ala and Allah ta'ala will question us with regard to what he has given us. A person will be questioned that if a person was healthy, how did you spend that time or how did you benefit uh, from that health? It's something that we should always keep in mind. And it is uh, a great bounty or one of the greatest bounties that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can bestow upon a person. And another point, Moana, I think the first thing is, see, that doesn't mean you're not going to get sick. 
I mean, see, there is no doubt whatsoever that uh, we do have a situation with regard to uh, people sometimes getting sick. Now, it doesn't mean that you look after your health. Uh, there's always a guarantee with regard to things coming up. We are supposed to look after our health. And part of it that um, uh, we we stay healthy and be grateful to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should always be grateful for the life Allah has provided us. It is a ni'mat of Allah. Uh, whatever you can do, it is with health. Whatever you can do, it is with with uh, with the 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 ni'mat of life which Allah Ta'ala granted you. If you don't have life, you can't do good deeds. If you don't have, have health, you will not be able to do many things that you are able to do. You will not be able to do much ibadat. You will not be able to serve people. You will not be able to help people. Uh, so we should not harm or injure our bodies consciously because our bodies are blessings from Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why there is so much of, um, you know, uh, Emphasis. Part of this emphasis is, uh, let me just make mention of it, one is to eat that which is good. Eat from the wholesome things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. And be grateful to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of certain things as a ni'mat of Allah which are good for health. Allah ta'ala gives you in the kettle a worthy lesson. Nusqikum, Allah gives you to drink between the blood of the cow and between the filth of the cow. Lebanon, Khalisan, pure milk, Khalisan, Sa'igal Lisharibin, which is beneficial for the person who drinks it. Allah Ta'ala speaks about honey. Allah Ta'ala says uh, with regard to honey, Sharabun Mukhtalifun Alwanuhu, which has different colors. And today we see different colors. You go out in certain places, you'll be amazed at the different types of honey that comes. And you get previously, you have very, very, very few, you know, mix of honey. Now you get, uh, you know, um, orange blossom and you get macadamia honey and you get dark honey and all of these things. Sharabun Mukhtalifun Alwanuhu. Allah Ta'ala says it is a fluid with different colors. Fihi Shifa'ulin Nas. In that there is shifa and cure for humanity, as long as it is done uh, with moderation and according to how we are supposed to take it. Uh, the un- unfortunate part today, I never ever thought, but someone today who was very, you know, sometime back uh, told me about uh, honey, that uh, you even fake honey. So I said, how do you get fake honey? He said it comes from China. It's not the real original, uh, you know, honey. Uh, it is in some way, uh, you know, in many ways manipulated. Or the, it is tainted. Subhanallah. That anyway, whatever it is, we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made mention with regard to uh, the, the aspect of looking after our health. And part of looking after the health, which is also very, very important, uh, sometimes we don't pay enough for intention with regard to it. It is the aspect of, uh, you know, caring for your body by not overeating. And by doing some regiment of exercise. Now, I don't know how, how much do we take care with regard to it, but that is also an aspect that we have to take into account is by living a sedentary lifestyle. Living a lifestyle where there is no activity, where you don't do enough activity, it impacts upon your health. Much of the, the sickness that has come into our type of community is because of the sedentary lifestyle that we have. And we find this in terms of um, no exercise, no activity. 
and no doubt whatsoever that that does have an impact upon us. Uh, we find, for example, that our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu was extremely active. We know about the incident that Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam raced with his wife, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. Initially, because Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala was young, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha outraced Nabi Karim Sallallahu She beat Nabi Karim Sallallahu in the race. Thereafter, later on, uh, when Nabi Karim Sallallahu went on a journey, Nabi Karim Sallallahu told the Sahaba, you go in front, uh, I got some work, and then he and Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala raced again. This time, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala says, inni kadbadantu, I had picked up weight. And therefore, because I had picked up weight, Nabi Karim Sallallahu outraced me, and he beat me in the race. So you found that Nabi Karim Sallallahu did that. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala used to emphasize upon people uh, to, to learn swimming, to learn archery, to learn horse riding. So it tells you about a certain aspect of looking after your health by being, by being uh, in, in many ways, uh, you know, not living a sedentary lifestyle and, um, you know, being, being active, you know, doing exercise. It's very important. Now, obviously, we have to do it within the confines of the Sharia, but there's no doubt it's an important aspect of looking after our health, uh, something that uh, we, we, we need to keep in mind. See, in the book also, uh, Mufti has mentioned that uh, our body and our mind uh, is connected and being active makes uh, us happier. Uh, it's good for our physical health and it also improves our mood. I can even lift a person out of uh, depression. Yeah, if a person is all the time in a same environment, not moving, then uh, definitely it, it has. And I, I, I like, as uh, uh, <laughs> I said very interestingly, a person went to the doctor and was diagnosed with diabetes. So he tells the fam- doctor, it runs in my family. And the doctor replied, the problem is no one runs in your family. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's the that's the truth. Uh, our body and our mind are connected. Being active makes us happier, and is good for our physical health. It is instantly improves our mood, can even lift us out of depression. And a study has shown that regular exercise can raise happiness level. Um, Muftizab goes on to say, 83% of people taking antidepressants report that they do not engage in any form of exercise on a regular basis. This is no coincidence. If you're active and exercise, you lo- you're less likely to become de- depressed. So yes, this is very, very important that we keep this in mind. And it's just even a bit of light exercise. Well, I don't have to run a marathon or spend hours at the gym. It's just a bit of exercise daily or weekly uh, that can yes. help and improve um, your physical health. Yeah, this uh, comes in in the wake of this uh, this week, the Ironman competition in PE, which I know many, many good friends and relatives have taken part. So, yes, I'm not saying that it is wrong. Maybe that particular thing is a hobby, it's a passion, and there's nothing wrong with it as long as it's done correctly. But uh, you don't have to run a marathon. You don't have to go to the Ironman or spend hours and hours at the gym, gym each day to reap these benefits. Sometimes 20 minutes of brisk walking three times a week. They say half an hour of walking three times a week uh, will begin to produce some of these effects unfortunately you know someone uh, many times people do say you know it's so difficult to take out that time and someone has said if you don't take out time for exercise and you don't take out time for good health then you must take out time for sickness and that time when you get sick then more time will go than the time that you give in looking after your health something that we really need to keep in mind 
Yeah, it's all about building uh, good habits, exercising, keeping uh, these good habits because good health does lead to happiness. This is a mana from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we should uh, take care of our bodies uh, that it's a great blessing and a bounty. And it has an impact upon our ibadat also. Like many times you go for hajj and umrah and you are not fit and you say that, um, how will I manage? Uh, and if it was fit, obviously, you said it will be easier for him to manage. Uh, then we tend to regret it now. Uh, how often we have heard people saying, I hope I should have remained active all those years. Now my joints are too stiff. Now it's very difficult to change things. If I was more active when I was younger, then things would not perhaps have worked out better. So I think while we, we just keep in mind that hadith, ikhtanim khamsan qabla khamsin, keep, uh, value five things before five things overtake you. I think it's very, very important for us to value our, our health. 9.30, this is uh, the social program on Radio Islam International. And uh, as we have been discussing, uh, the, the book, 30 Ways to Happiness, we're now on uh, um, the, the chapter, which uh, chapter 19, which speaks about good health leads to happiness, uh, looking after our bodies. Uh, this will lead uh, to a better life and to lead towards happiness. You can interact with us. Share with us your thoughts at 072-786-1548. What are some of the habits that you have done uh, or picked up on or some of the exercises or a way to keep... Keep yourself uh, happy and healthy uh, as well. You can give us a call as well. The lines are open on 011 We're going to break for our half-hourly headlines and the ad break. After that, uh, Malana Ibrahim Bam will continue with this discussion. The social program on Radio Islam International, and this week we are discussing um, good health uh, leads to happiness. Uh, that uh, this is one of the ways. Uh, to happiness, uh, you can share with us your thoughts. Oh uh, seven two seven eight six one five four eight. <clears throat> or you can give us a call on 11854 I just uh, one or two of the messages that have come through earlier on Ma mentioned about the honey a listener saying that it's not only the honey and uh, today many of the products uh, are processed uh, they have a lot of preservatives uh, it's better to avoid these type of uh, products that we get nowadays and look for healthier options Yes, I think it's in, in important that we make mention with regard to that. But, uh, I, you know, you, you, you do uh, sometimes sympathize with people. They say that uh, what, what, what is healthy and what is not. You know, it's, it's, it's changed so much. Uh, but I think there, there are, and then, of course, you find that, you know, there are certain things that are organic. But the price of organics is almost three or four times the price of things that are normal. And in this particular day and age of budget, budgetary constraints, uh, how do people go for something that is organic uh, when, when you, know, you have budgetary constraints? So yes, there are these type of situations, but as far as possible. And that is part and parcel of what Allah Ta'ala has made mention. One important point that you have to keep in mind is that Allah Ta'ala told us not only to eat halal, but to eat tayyib. Tayyib means wholesome. Uh, and uh, I was just reading an article that I found very, very interesting. Uh, and it was saying that um, whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited, you know, whatever Allah ta'ala has prohibited, animals that are not slaughtered, uh, blood, khinzir, uh, there is scientifically nothing that proves that they are beneficial for us in terms of... Uh, its nutritional value. And whatever Allah Ta'ala has made halal, وَيُحِلُّ لَهُمُ التَّيِّبَاتِ وَيُحَرِّمُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْخَبَائِثِ Whatever Allah has made halal, it is tayyib. 
whatever Allah has made haram, it is khabith, it is, it is unclean and it is harmful. So yes, Jazakallah for that, I think it's important that uh, we keep in touch with and, and make mention with regard to that. And Ma'an, in terms of uh, fitness, uh, we mentioned walking. A uh, listener with the response is saying that uh, a simple a walk around the neighborhood with the family helps in keeping a good health, but also it helps uh, in spending some time with the family as well. Yes, and you see at the end of the day they say in, in, in exercising circles, no pain, no gain. Uh, if you don't have some form of uh, build-up of, 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 you know, your, 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 your breath increases, etc., then there isn't benefit. It shouldn't be such a stroll that, you know, there is absolutely no pressure upon uh, the cardiovascular system. Uh, there, is, there needs to be some form of this stuff where you feel some form of uh, pain or there is some form of uh, effort that is put into it. I think it's important. I remember Ma when uh, we were in Madrasa and we used to train Then one of the instructors, uh, they used to make us do push-ups and sit-ups and he says, you must only start counting when it starts paining. So don't count now, <laughs> when it starts paining, then start counting and do 20 push-ups. Uh, <laughs> and it lasts very long there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, in fact, then, uh, Nabi Karim Sallam Umrah, that advised Muslim to teach their children swimming, archery, horse riding. Nabi Karim Sallam himself used to walk at a brisk pace. Uh, so in the, in the books of Sirah and Shamail, uh, the walking of Nabi Karim Sallallahu has been put as if he's coming down a mountain, coming down from an, uh, down an incline. So it showed that there was, there was purpose in his walking. It wasn't like uh, walking in such a way. Uh, Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, uh, saw some people walking very slowly. You know, and walking like, so you find these people walking like Sufis, like, you know, like, you know, uh, uh, humility is in the heart. Humility is not in, your, in the way you walk. So Umar asked someone, he said, uh, what is these people doing? Why are they walking so slow? So told him that these are Sufis. They're walking like in a Sufi style. Umar told, took the whoop, you know, hit them. And then the Prophet was more, more Sufi than you, more pious than you, but he walked more brisk than you. And he said, piety and your Sufiness is in your heart. Not in the way you walk here. Come and, you know, walk like so slowly as if you are Sufi. Walk with purpose. Walk with, you know, upright. And walk uh, properly as far as possible unless you've got certain type of uh, disabilities which makes it difficult for you. But, of course, there's no doubt that there's an important point that we have to keep and look at. And these things are all there. Nabi Karim Sallallahu spoke about olive oil. Nabi Karim Sallallahu said it is a cure for 70 sickness. So I think it's, it is, there's enough, you know, there's enough evidence from the Quran and Hadith which tells us about the importance of health. Mm-hmm. Send through your messages 072-786-1548. Uh, what are some of the habits, uh, some of the uh, habits that you've brought about in your life that, that, has, had, uh, that has led to uh, good health or has increased uh, in your happiness and uh, the quality of life? Uh, drop us a message or give us a call on 11 Well, In terms of, of good health and looking after your body, part of it is also to avoid those things that are harmful to the body. Yes, I mean, there's no doubt whatsoever. These things that are harmful, alcohol is harmful, uh, cigarette smoking is harmful, although sometimes must be careful with regard to it. I mean, see, there, there's no doubt whatsoever that it is harmful. Uh, people have made mention with regard to it. You do find that there's a greater amount of emphasis against its prohibition uh, in the Arab countries than what it is in our culture. Allah knows best why. Maybe it was because it was more widespread and the ulama took a more lenient view. 
but uh, the fact that it is harmful is something that is uh, very very evident stay away from things that are harmful overeating is is, is uh, uh, harmful nabi akram sallam has made mention eat enough that it keeps your back straight and if you have to eat more than keep one one third for food one third for water and one third for your own breathing purposes don't overeat because overeating creates its own nabi akram sallam said there is no greater vessel that is more harmful to fill than the 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 vessel of the stomach so it's important that we have to keep this in mind uh, we are discussing good health and how that leads to happiness. Uh, send through your messages, 072-786-1548. Uh, you can give us a call as well. The lines are open. Our engineers are standing by. Share with us your thoughts on this topic on 0118541548. Why you can continue. Yes, another other important point, the main, many things dependent upon moderation. Allah Ta'ala says, وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَتًا We have made this ummah a justly balanced ummah. An ummah that doesn't fall short of the limit, that doesn't go beyond the limit. And part of many things is moderation. No one says you mustn't eat. Allah Ta'ala has made food uh, something that is uh, tasty. People, can you imagine the people who can't enjoy food, who can't enjoy the taste? You know, a part of the COVID situation was that the taste went. Can you imagine a person whose taste went? How is he going to enjoy food when Allah Ta'ala has made certain things so beautifully, so tasty? Nabi Akarim Sallallahu liked certain things. Nabi Akarim Sallallahu for example, liked uh, uh, dodi, marrow. And Nabi Akarim Sallallahu used to look for, out for marrow within the curry. Nabi Akarim Sallallahu liked the shoulder of the animal. And Nabi Sallallahu used to eat that with great relish. Our Ustad and the founder of our Madrasa, Hazrat Moana Yusuf bin Nuri Rahmatullahi, used to love the meat that was closest to the bone, you know. And he used to say, and one day I remember very clearly, he invited the foreign students after Eid al-Adha, the, you know what we call Bakri Eid, and there was Kurbani meat, and uh, it was only meat. There was no bread, nothing. It was only meat. And he, he was taking the meat out that was closest to uh, the bones. And he was feeding us. He said, Yekhaw, eat this. This is the, the one that is uh, very tasty. And from the hadith, we find that Nabi Karim Sallallahu liked that type of meat. So, no, I always tell people, you know, you, today everyone like white meat, white meat. He's the one that is furthest away from the boat. I'm not saying he's wrong, he's not haram, but I'm just telling you that Nabi Akrim Sallallahu liked the shoulder, the meat that was closest to the shoulder. So, there is nothing wrong in eating as long as there is moderation. Qala ba'du self, that uh, one of the pious predecessors had said, Allah Ta'ala in this verse, Kulu washrabu wala tusrifu, eat and drink and do not be extravagant and wasteful. Allah does not like those who are wasteful and extravagant. The ulama have said, the pious predecessors have said, Jama Allahu tibba fi nisfi ayatin. Allah has encapsulated the essence of good health in half of us. Eat and drink, but do not be wasteful and do not go beyond the limits. Eat with moderation. If you eat with moderation, anything that you eat with moderation, you will find that it will lead towards uh, good, good health. Yeah, now that uh, we can enjoy and, um, the Jima. Muftis, Muftis has made mention and said one of the, the good thing is that uh, you, you take, um, uh, Ramadan is an ideal time to review our diet. <laughs> In many ways, for us, it is an ideal time not to way. review it.
<laughs> it will be reviewed more. I don't know in which way. <laughs> <laughs> For many of us, it will be too awful to even imagine an iftar without savouries. <laughs> yeah, Allah. Huh? One of the biggest concerns with people have with regard to load shedding is what's going to happen to the savouries. Yeah. No other worry about it. There's a biggest worry. Huh? Well, it's the says there will be no need to abandon it mm. if we consume, consume them in moderation. So enjoy your samosas, but just be a little moderate with regard to it. Mm. Yeah, it's all and about balance it out. Yeah. Moderation. Moa, um, one is saying here that uh, um, I've dealt with a lot of uh, clients uh, and I have a lot of experience when it comes in the field of medical background. And um, they say that uh, um, they don't want to get too much into the detail uh, about you know the one third for food, one third for air, one third for, uh, for water. But um, they want to know if you want to know how you have reached there. It's uh, when the next morsel of food is just because the food tastes good and not because you're hungry, that's the moment you should think that, okay, you know what, I've had enough. So when you're eating uh, and you're thinking, okay, let me eat this because it tastes so lovely and you're not eating because you're hungry, that's uh, maybe when you need to stop eating. A good, good. Tani Ramatulali used to say, with regard to anything that is good, he said, don't, don't ever go so much into it that you become satiated. And you, you, you actually start then disliking the thing that was um, beneficial and tasty and pleasurable. So if you start doing it to such an extent that it becomes something that is now becoming a burden, uh, then that's not a good thing. So he said always, you say even if something is good, uh, always leave it uh, to an extent that you still have desire for it so the pleasurableness of that is still maintained. Otherwise, if you overdo it, then you take away the pleasure of that particular uh, aspect. Mm. Uh, and uh, they say that, that uh, there's no magic foods. Any food that a person eats, no matter how nutrici uh, nutritious it might be, whether it's olive oil or whatever it is, uh, it can make a person fat. So you need to... Um, the bottom line is that uh, overeating... Uh, is one of the greatest cause of uh, greatest cause of obesity. Uh, so that's uh, we need to be careful uh, about that. That uh, uh, we shouldn't overeat. And of course, when it comes to exercise, they say that uh, the recommendation would be to do at least ten thousand steps every day. This will take a person out of uh, that. Uh, I thought the like Samsung Health app says six thousand steps. Huh? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's the one you got on your watch. It always reminds you right. six thousand steps of the day. Mm. Mm, so they say if you got the Samsung uh, watch which you got it starts telling you yesterday I did 4,000 steps I don't know how I got it right because I didn't do much of exercise but somehow it counted uh, 4,000 steps mm. yeah so that's one of the benefits I guess of technology that you can monitor all of that as well even without the watch on the phone and we always have our phones it like sort of um, counts your steps and you're able to set the target some maybe want to walk 8,000 10,000 some even more you can set that target and it will send you those reminders and let you know exactly how many steps you do it. Yes. Uh, now, the other thing that one I think is very important for us is to keep our environment clean for our health. Now, there is no doubt whatsoever that a clean environment uh, is, is something that uh, brings about better health. Nabi Karim Sallallahu once warns people, beware of three acts that cause you to be cursed, Right? Then Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, relieving yourself in a shaded places where people used to sit, right? Relieving yourself in a walkway or near a watering place and a water hole. 
Now, this is something that is very interesting. Now, if you look at the whole situation about Durban, you know, when there was this whole aspect of the sewage going into the, into the, into the sea uh, and the water becoming contaminated, it stems from here. Nabi Karim Salsam said, uh, do not relieve yourself in places where people uh, use. Uh, it's important to keep our environment clean for the sake of our health because an unclean environment will give you more harm than good. It will bring you disease and illness. For example, the harmful effect of garbage can make the water contaminated and bring about sicknesses like hepatitis, cholera, uh, dysentery, and typhoid. Uh, and in many places, like in our, in our you know, so-called Muslim countries, it's not a, it's not a proper uh, advertisement for Islamic uh, teachings in regard to cleanliness. Tuhuru nisful iman. Cleanliness is half of iman. And look at our situation with regard to how do we present ourselves. Maybe, alhamdulillah, here in our country, to a certain degree, there has been a certain situation of uh, betterment in it. But then, of course, then you go around there ground, and then you go around in our places, Fordsburg, Mayfair, for example, sometimes, we just don't have an etiquette of disposing our garbage in a correct manner. People clean, the municipality clean, the next morning people have come and they have trashed, and they have put things back again in the same place, and they've just created, Ya Allah, such great amount of filth. That is bound to have an impact upon our health. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has told us, why did Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, do not relieve yourself in certain places because it causes harm to people? Uh, we need to play our part, keep the environment clean, uh, look after what is around us, and sometimes it's just a small thing like... Um, Looking after the, the litter or throwing it in the dustbin. If you see a little paper, pick it up and things like that. We have to play our part. That This is also a blessing from Allah and we need to, to look after it, Mulana. Yeah, definitely. And then also another thing is, Mulana, what do you do when you get sick? And I think it's an important thing. Uh, there is, an, uh, in, together with it, I mean, two things I would just like to say before we conclude. One is, of course, the du'as that to be read. Now, du'as are not something that you read uh, without following it up with action. There is no doubt that du'as have an impact. Allah Ta'ala has revealed the Qur'an in which there is shifa. Now, ulama have written that most likely it is shifa of the spiritual diseases. But it can also have an impact upon, uh, you know, the aspect of uh, our physical situation. Uh, to make du'a, read du'as, uh, it's also important. One of the du'as that uh, in Hezbul Azam you will find it, uh, which it's, the ulama have made mention, it is good for our health. Allahumma afini fi badani, Allahumma afini fi sam'i, Allahumma afini fi basari, la ilaha illa anta. To read it three times, morning, evening. It is among the recommended du'as that we are supposed to read. Oh Allah, give me afiat, give me goodness in my body, in my physical health, in my sight, in my hearing. There is no one besides you who is worthy of worship. Read this du'a three times. And Mohammed, maybe we can put it up in the podcast in, in case someone asks us. So these, this is a du'a that we must read for health on a regular basis. So read the du'as and maybe there are the ulama who will be able to tell us to what to read. But of course, you can't do it only making du'a. You have to also put into place a regiment or a system to preserve your health. You make du'a, Allahumma afini fi badani, and then you're going to have a great amount of unhealthy foods. It's not going to help. 
together with it, you need to also uh, make the asbab. I always give this example, you make dua to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah grant me pious children, grant me pious children, and you don't get married, where is Allah Ta'ala going to give you pious children? You can make that dua till Qiyamat. Allah is not going to give you pious children until you get married. So that is a reality. So together with the duas, which is of course, Quran is a healing, we have to read the duas, and the ulama will tell us with regard to those duas, I have just given you an indication with regard to one of them, otherwise read those duas, but follow it up with asbab. That is so true. My, and my, I see in, in, in this article as well, one of the, the points that they make towards the end is also that uh, don't forget to sleep and perform prayer. Yes, uh, sleeping and there's no doubt. I mean, uh, a disciplined life, there's no doubt whatsoever, a disciplined life adds value to our life and adds value to our, our health. So, Nabi Karim Sallallahu spoke about adequate sleeping, neither too little, neither oversleeping. Oversleeping also creates maybe laziness. Nabi Karim Sallallahu whatever he did was good. So, Nabi Karim Sallallahu for example, uh, something that we all need to learn is that uh, Nabi Karim Sallallahu used to sleep uh, immediately after Isha. Very little of activities, Nabi Karim Sallallahu especially the activity of, you know, uh, Speaking after Isha, that Nabi Karim Sallallahu kept to his minimum. Mm. Even the aspect of wudu, five times wudu, is something that is part of maintaining our health. The moving of our hands and muscles in our salat helps increase blood flow. So these are all things that are good for, for uh, our, our health. Very many things with regard to it. Nabi Karim Sallallahu has said, Barakah to ta'am. The barakah of eating is to wash your hands before and after eating. Uh, there was a nutritionist, um, I don't know, I remember his name was Mr. Audrey Parsons or something like that. Uh, Senha Mahmoud, who works for Senha, told me uh, one day he said he gave a talk in one of the, uh, the stuff on health. And he said, there is so much of germs that are around. Now I realize why Islam teaches you uh, to wash your hands so frequently. Barakah uh, to the barakah of the eating is to wash your hands before and after eating. And one of the things is that uh, whenever we are, uh, you know, ill, uh, um, Usama bin Sharik radiallahu ta'ala reports, I was with Nabi Karim sallallahu uh, when someone came from amongst the t- desert tribes and said, Ya Rasulullah, do we take medicine for any disease? So Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa said, yes, servants of, of Allah, take medicines, as Allah has not created a disease without creating a cure, except for one. Mm. And they were very, very curious. Ya Rasulullah, what is the one for which there is no cure? And Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, old age. The old age is something that is going to come upon you. And with the old age, there's going to be a certain degree of uh, aches, pains, joint pains. But as far as possible, whenever you have any sickness, go and take whatever is necessary. I'm not saying what type of medicine you must take, but increase your knowledge of health and disease, of medication and side effects. Uh, this knowledge is not the monopoly of anyone. Uh, you can have it and use it in preventing illness, recognizing it early when your symptoms appear, seeking early medical attention, then monitoring the cause of the disease, implementing the treatment, uh, knowledge of what is good for your diet in terms of your sickness. Stay away from uh, sweet things if you are diabetic. Stay away from things that increase your cholesterol if you have blood pressure. So recognizing the side effects of medicine and of our dietary things are very, very important that uh, we cannot leave it to chance because it is a manner from Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Ma, just a few minutes left. Anything else Ma wants to add on? Yes, I would just like to add this uh, aspect that there is no better possession than good health. Ask Allah for your keen certainty and belief in good health. For indeed, no one will have a better possession after certainty of faith than good health. This is the hadith of our beloved Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let me say it again. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ask Allah ta'ala for yaqeen, certainty and belief, and good health. For after yaqeen, there is no greater favor of Allah ta'ala than good health. Then in a hadith in Tirmidhi, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, The first blessing that Allah will ask the bondsman and ask the slave about on the day of Qiyamah will be the saying to him, have we not made your body healthy? And did we not drive away your thirst with cold water? The first thing Allah will tell him, when Allah Ta'ala takes account of his deeds and said, did we not give you a sound body? Did we not drive away your thirst with water which we provided? Just tells you the importance. I can't overemphasize what uh, these beautiful sayings of our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam emphasizes. Jazakallah khair ma'af for the lovely program. Always a pleasure to have Mona on uh, the areas of Radio Islam International. And uh, inshallah, we will speak to Mona next week. Inshallah. Uh, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.